beautiful conversation with Stephen Simon. We had an even more beautiful conversation when I turned off the recording. I wanted to address a couple of things with him, chat to him about a few things. Anyway, we said we'd do it again and we'd get deeper into it because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't say or ask him. I didn't think he was ready to sort of say that sort of stuff on publicly, but I did chat to him about it personally. And uh, he's still quite, as you can see, still quite raw with the grief thing. I wanted to address the grief thing, but I wanted to do that privately uh, rather than publicly, even though it would be a benefit to everybody. um, I always call grief a deep dive into our subconscious programming. And one of the beliefs that, well, the belief that causes the most amount of grief in our world is that feeling of loss and that you cannot have what you believe that you've lost. It cannot return. So we believe that it's a physical person that we've lost. And as Stephen said, he said on, he said afterwards, and he said on many podcast shows, you know, I miss holding her hand. I miss sitting there staring at her for hours. I, you know, I miss her physicalness. I miss her presence. I miss her physical presence. And there is a belief that I can never have that again. And actually none of that is true. None of that, none of that is true. Because we see this world through our physical senses and we believe that reality is only what we perceive through our physical senses. And in fact, reality is is a multi-dimensional perception. And as we develop our psychic senses and intuitive senses, they become even more real sometimes than our physical senses. But we're so focused and acclimated to the physical five senses, the touch, the smell, the sight, the sound. And when we start to acclimate to the intuitive subtle senses, they expand and they become just as a much of a reality in this physical world as our physical senses. And so those experiences with spirit can be visceral, can be physical, like you can feel, you can feel them, you can feel, basically what we feel is our own emotion. And where does the emotion come from? It comes from our thoughts. So as we're holding someone's hand, we're thinking, "Mm, isn't this nice to hold someone's hand? Oh, I love holding your hand. Oh, I love you. Oh, this is so nice. So really what we're feeling is our own thoughts. We're having an experience, but then we're responding to it through what we're thinking. So we can hold someone's hand and say, Ooh, I hate holding your hand. I hate you. You've got a sweaty palm. Let go of my hand, you know. And then we're having an awful experience. We're doing the same thing physically. We're holding someone's hand, but we're thinking about it differently. We're having a different perceptual experience. Life is a perceptual experience. And we make it physical by saying only that physical thing can give me that emotion. So because that physical thing is not here anymore, then I can't have that emotion again. I can't have that joy. I can't have that same feeling that I felt when I was with you physically. And that's not the truth. The truth is we can. We can and we do and we can. We can have that same joy in our lives as the joy we felt when we were with someone who we've perceived we've lost. Yes, death is an illusion. There is no death. Speak to dead people, I'll tell you. You're not dead. 
you're in the body, you're out of the body, but there is no loss and there is no death. There is just a difference in a perceptual experience. There is a shift in a perceptual experience. And like many of you know that have lost friends, loved ones, lovers, relatives, you can hang out with them in your dreams in another perceptual experience. Like I was saying to Stephen, my friend Kate, who committed suicide in her 30s, I used to fall asleep at night and wake up in my astral body and she'd be sitting on the end of the bed. And I'm like, oh, oh, hi, there you are. And then I remember hugging her and feeling her and shaking her body and saying, why can I? Because I knew I wasn't in my physical body. Why can I feel you? Because I'm thinking if I'm a ghost, I'm going to be like see-through, right? We're going to be able to walk through each other. And yet I was having a perceptual experience that felt solid and physical and third dimensional, but I wasn't in a third dimensional realm. I was in some astral realm but it was as solid as the physical realm because that's how I was perceiving it from that experience, from that perception of experiencing her as solid and I could touch her and feel her. Life is strange and beautiful and there's so much to explore as we live these physical lives and expanding our, opening our minds and opening our hearts and expanding our experiences and our reality, expanding reality. <laughs> Brandon show expanding our reality is just the trip it's the ride of this lifetime it's it's smashing paradigms breaking through limiting ideas and thoughts and one of the biggest I was saying to Stephen after we finished talking on camera one of the biggest when I asked my guides I need to address what is suffering in this world what's the thing that makes people suffer the most they said to me the death thing because <laughs> I'm like I need to make a movie or write a book that's going to change the world. What will I write about? They said, write about what you know. And I said, well, I know about death. Everyone dies on me. And, uh, and then I said, how do I address the thing that suffers, make people suffer the most? And they said, it's the death thing. That's the thing that makes people suffer the most. It's that illusion of loss when there is none in reality, in truth. And maybe you'll never really fully know that is your truth until you do transition or maybe you will but that's the challenge that we're up for can i don the perspective of my higher self can i know who i am as a spiritual being having a physical experience and not a physical being having a spiritual experience can i identify more with the reality of who i am beyond the physical world and needing the physical world to dictate to me how I experience it, how I think and how I feel. Can I experience this physical world through the knowledge and the knowing and the wisdom of my higher self, which understands that I am not this body, I am not this mind, I am not this experience. I am energy that is flowing through this experience. I'm the creator of this experience. I'm not the victim of this experience. Can that be my truth? That's what I'm up for in this ride of life. That's my mission to really live that fully as my truth. And as I do, and as you do, you expand your field, you expand the vortex of the love in your heart. You just enrich this world with pure positive energy. And from that perspective from that vibratory experience from that stance you have the power of influence like the gurus do like 
the Buddha and the Christ and all the great masters, they, they lived that perspective as their knowing and as their truth. I remember hearing, I don't know where I heard it, but I say it many times, uh, Jesus was so identified with who he is as spirit, as soul, as God, I suppose, if you want to call it that, that when he looked upon the leper dripping with their, their experience of illness and pain and suffering, he didn't see the pain and the suffering. He only saw the soul, the spark of divinity, the light within the body that had elected to experience that experience of pain and suffering. And he was so focused on the truth of the identity of the light within the body and not the physical experience of the body that that power of influence created miraculous healing as, as people gazed upon him and him knowing who they really are, not their body and their pain, but their, the light that is creating that, they too remembered. And in that remembrance, the physical um, suffering just melted. It couldn't exist within that light. That's what we're up for, right? What we're here to do. We're here to remember the light, the truth of who we are. And grief, like Stephen says, not to be ignored or pushed away it is a it is guidance it's a deep dive into the subconscious programming the limiting ideas that we believe are based in the identity of who we think we are and as grief arises we can question it and say what am i believing to be true in this moment that is causing so much pain i'm believing in this loss and then as we say okay is this the truth have I really lost this person? And Stephen's message is no. You know, the whole book is about the fact that Lauren's still there with him. And she says so beautifully, don't tell people you've lost me. I'm right here. I'm not lost. I'm not lost. I'm not lost. We're together. We're not lost to each other. We never will be. It's impossible. And if you grieve, it's because you're believing a lie. You're believing in the lost story. And the lost story is bogus basically anyway grief is a strange and beautiful thing and uh, and it's an important part of an awakening really a spiritual awakening awakening to your own programmed beliefs Stephen has said in many podcasts and we discussed it after i turned off the recording that he had a he had a program belief that very much influenced his life both negatively and, and positively in abandonment he had abandonment issues and so the loss, so-called loss of his beloved has sort of brought that abandonment up to the surface to once again be worked with and looked at. And is it true? Am I really abandoned? I mean, if we are an extension of the source, if we are, you know, that same energy, that pure positive energy, can we ever really be abandoned? People can leave our life. Mothers and fathers can disappear and abandon us and, husband and husbands and wives and lovers and friends. But can we ever really be abandoned if we are fully connected to the source of who we are? No, it's impossible. Abandonment is a bogus story too. And yet we believe it as our truth and then we suffer over the illusion. So grief is a way of smashing the illusion. It's a way of identifying, of bringing to awareness, to conscious awareness of what we're believing to be true. And then in that awareness, we can question it 
and we can transmute it and dissolve it. Let go. Yeah. Let it go. Not the truth of who you are. You are love. Remember to feel it. You are love. Oh, that was beautiful. I loved talking to Stephen. He's amazing. He's wonderful. Love him. All right. I'm not going to say too much more. I often yak about what's coming up on the inner sanctum. Oh, Preston Dennett is coming. I told you I was getting galactic. So the conversation I had today was not galactic. I was actually going to ask him if Lauren has been chatting with some extraterrestrials on the other side, but I forgot to get that question in. Anyway, there was lots of questions I didn't get in, but we'll talk again, Stephen, I'm sure. But uh, Preston Dennett, check out his YouTube channel. He um, he's, a, he's a UFO experiencer, ET researcher, but he's also an experiencer and he's got his amazing stories of his own. I had him on the show I remember maybe a year ago last year at some type stage and he's going to come in as our guest teacher and uh, we're going to talk about telepathy and communication with spirit and communication with uh, extraterrestrials and um, other forms other forms of points of consciousness in the universe and how they're helping this world and yeah I don't know what we're going to talk about lots of things so if you want to join us sign up at uh, karenswain.com slash inner sanctum to join our weekly discussions uh yeah love preston anyway and i'm on every week talking teaching about deliberate creation of helping you uh, uncover become aware of your limiting ideas perspective conditioned programming and letting go of it unraveling it uncovering it and unraveling it and being more connected to the source of who you really are that pure positive energy, that bliss, that love. Spread in the love. Spread in the love. Love you big time and remember to buy the book Awakened by Death. It explodes. It explodes a lot of the um, ideas around what is happening in the, in the afterlife and grief and all that sort of stuff. It's a great book. And one of our authors uh, has actually transitioned herself. She transitioned a few weeks ago, a few months, a couple of months ago. Uh, Yvonne Ballard, Naya, N-A-Y-A. So she's the last story in the book. And her NDE experience was so extensive. She didn't actually go into it. I think she went into it more on my show and more on her own YouTube channel than she did when she wrote about it. I wanted her to write about her NDE experience for the book. But what she ended up writing about was just giving a whole lot of advice about diet and this. And I'm reading the chapter thinking, this is not what I asked for. But anyway... She felt very much to teach because um, as she came back from her uh, NDE, her near-death experience where she was out exploring the cosmos, she had these downloads of knowledge that was just coming through thick and fast, just teaching humanity about all sorts of things. And I think that uh, in the, her chapter, she felt very much that she wanted to relay some of the information that was flowing through her, which she did. Um, I haven't read it for a while, but it's a fascinating chapter. So, yeah, check out the book if you're interested. Awakened by Death. Love you big time. Thanks again for listening and watching and sharing the shows and subscribing and all that good stuff. Bye for now. <laughs>